are your morning announcements. Today, the Retro Club will be discussing Halloween. And remember, it's Halloween. Everyone's entitled to one good scare. Hello and welcome to the Retro Club. We're your hosts, Megan. And John. Oh, it's John. And it is officially almost Halloween. Halloween. So, of course, what are we going to cover this episode but the original... Oh, I'm so freaking excited. Halloween. Now, before we get into it, is there anything going on that we want to catch people up on? Well, I won the football picks this week. I a comeback like I I got second I am place. Amazing is all you need to say. <laughs> Look, I got second place. I went from last week dead last, like embarrassing dead last, to second place by two points. All I have to say is nobody remembers silver. I know nothing about football, so I'm proud of myself, and that's all that matters. Thank you for having my back on that. I did. What? So if we were like Ricky Bobby and what's his boy's name? Look, you don't even know See, his name exactly. Because no, there's no room for silver. That's rude. Anyway, anything else going on in our lives? Let's see. The NBA starts tonight, which I'm really excited about. Not when you're hearing this, right? Or right no. now, like while we're recording? No, 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 okay. No. Tonight it's starting. It'll already be a couple So weeks when in. we were recording, not not at the release. Right. Um And... The McDonald's buckets came out. They did. Officially today. When we're recording, not when you're hearing this. Yes. <laughs> and honestly, by the time you hear this, they m- might be gone because they're only here until the end of October. In case you didn't get them, you should have got them while they last. That's true. It does say while they last. And I know people are going crazy for them for some reason. John. Are you taking a shot at me? <gasps> you did. I, Why? I, I don't know. I mean, they're cool. They are. That's why I got it. Okay. <laughs> I got I got the the ghost in another part of Indiana. Mm-hmm. Came back to Terre Haute. They said they had the McGoblin, which I thought was the pumpkin because it's been the hard one to find. Mm-hmm. And it was the dang witch. Yeah, which isn't called the witch now. It is. It says McGoblin on the side. Yeah. In the old 1990s bucket, it the was original. the scary, the McGoblin was the scary pumpkin. Yeah. Now it's the Mitt Pumpkin. Is there only one pumpkin, one goblin, and three ghosts? Is that no, what's going no, on? No, 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 no. Way back when you got, uh, what is it? Uh, the It's like a party of three. Mm-hmm. There'd be three ghosts, three witch, three pumpkins. They had a different face on each one of them. Oh, so they're doing that this time around too? No, no, no. It's one of each bucket. So you'll get like the green one, but it have all three faces on it. Oh, I guess I'll have to look at it again and see. I was foolish enough to buy three white ones earlier (laughs) because I thought they each had something different on them. Man. Okay. So if I were to turn the bucket around, you would see three different faces. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. So you just. Oh, hell yeah. Quit yelling. My God. (laughs) I'm excited about the buckets. I know. 
I don't know what it is. It, I know it's Halloween time and this is like my time of the year to shine, but I'm right. just having a hard time getting in the spirit. I don't know why. You know what I think it might be, honestly? What? When we watched Halloween Ends, I think oh, it really took me out of the spirit. It's okay. That also came out uh, a couple days ago. Um, I look, <laughs> uh, we let's are not get starting. Into I know we are starting to work on some Patreon content, which right. we don't have live yet. We've always known that we were going to have a Patreon eventually. So I think so that's joy. probably going to be one of our first um, extra episodes as Patreon content is covering right. Halloween ends, mostly because it is a new movie. It just came out this month. And <laughs> so there's going to be a ton of spoilers. But if you want to donate to our Patreon and have access to that stuff and join in on the conversation. It's going to be sweet. Yeah. Right off the gate, you know what I think we're going to have? Going on. What? I think we'll have, obviously, Halloween ends. Xanadu. Yeah. Ready to rumble. Am I missing anything? I don't know. Uh, Beetlejuice, the second Beetlejuice that was supposed to come out. Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. But That's it never came about. out. I can still talk about it. Okay. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of extra stuff on the Patreon and... I don't know. It that's just a little sneak peek. Is I think we're definitely going to talk about Halloween ends just because we are both. I well, personally, I am baffled by what I saw. <laughs> I can't even explain how dis. Oh, oh, almost got me. How much that movie did in certain ways. I mean, you can say you were disappointed. That's not like a spoiler. I don't want to say disappointed. I have another word I'd like to use for it. It's just. You expect so much with how much time you have, mm-hmm. and I have a lot to say on it, mm-hmm. and I was really excited for the movie. I can't say I wasn't. I backed Danny McBride, and I backed, uh, what's his name, David Gordon Green, mm-hmm. so I, I stood up for those guys. Now I have to take this one on the chin, and I cannot wait to give my take on it. Yeah. I really just can't. Yeah. We hope to have patreon up and running soon so keep a lookout for that and of course we'll make an announcement when it's live but that's something to look forward to i know i think people really enjoy it because it's no holds barred when it goes to patreon yeah and i i think patreon's probably going to be a lot of newer movies too just because for spoiler reasons we don't want to make it a regular episode we try our regular episodes if you haven't noticed we're focusing on older older movies so but that brings us full circle back to this week's episode which is the original halloween that came out in 1978 (laughs) that's i want to say three (laughs) for some reason 1978 and i've got a quick synopsis here just to get us started to get the mood set the mood go ahead dim the lights everyone say it but make it really entertaining Oh, I'll do my best. Okay. Now look what you've done. All right. No, let me just read it. I'm just going to read it. I know. And this is coming from good old Google. I don't know which link, honestly. So if this doesn't sound good, it's not written by me. It says, on a cold Halloween night in 1963, six-year-old Michael Myers brutally murdered his 17-year-old sister, Judith. He was sentenced and locked away for 15 years. 
but on October 30, 1978, while being transferred for a court date, a 21-year-old Michael Myers steals a car and escapes Smith's Grove. He returns to his quiet hometown of Haddonfield, Illinois, where he looks for his next victims. That's actually a good synopsis. Said, actually, Usually they're trash. <laughs> I, was, I was ready to give my own. <laughs> no, I think that one's pretty good. It doesn't give too much away because that that is what the movie opens up with is a murder and then beautiful a carjacking. It, yeah, it's just it's beautiful. It's a good good ass movie. But before we jump in the movie it, itself, we'll talk about some of the numbers because holy cow. Oh man. <laughs> so, for this movie, it was made on a budget of $325,000. That is it. Yeah, uh that's nothing. So Even in today's money, that's only $1.48 million. Still nothing. That exactly. Today, that's nothing. Now, if the money it made ugh, for an independent film, because the film is definitely independent, mm-hmm. $70 million. It made that much in the box office the year it came out. First run. That's outrageous. What do you have the conversion on that? $318.6 million. I did they just have no idea how big it was going to be or There's a lot to talk about for that. Okay. So the movie was not it was panned when it went to pre-screening. Mhm. Horribly panned. Oh, they didn't like it? No. Uh, one person even said that they wish they would have got to view it with the music. What do you mean? Like there was no... Usually was it a, not finished? Is this like... No, uh, when you when a movie goes to pre-screen, that's when um, most people that review movies go in, mm-hmm. they give their take and what they thought about the movie. Like yeah. I can't remember her name. She went in and saw it without the music. And I was like, this is just an awful, awful piece of trash. Well, that's what I'm saying. So the movie wasn't completed yet when they saw it then. So there was no soundtrack to the movie yet? Right. Okay. And then on her second viewing with the music, she's like, this is one of the greatest films ever made. Well, yeah. I mean, the soundtrack, that's something we talk about, too. At, at the end of each movie, it definitely makes a difference. Because uh, I... Don't know who pointed this out to me. It has nothing to do with Halloween, but someone pointed out if you were to watch a car chase scene in just any movie, a car chase, mm-hmm. but took out the sound, the, like the sound effects and the music, okay, it is the most bo- just flashes back and forth. It's people just driving angry faced, and it is so awkward with no sound. Yes. So, John Carpenter, the who directed this film, he's one of my favorite directors. He might be my favorite director. Mm-hmm. He had a really good saying for why he does his own music for his movies. And I think there's only been like one, maybe two that he didn't do that for. Mm-hmm. He said, when you go into a house, you want to fill the, you want to fill the foundation. And then some rooms have carpet. Mm-hmm. He's like, you want to feel comfortable. Every step is, is made to build, to be comfort. Mm-hmm. That's really brilliant. Yeah. So when he's making his music, not only is he trying to make it for the scene, he's trying to give it feeling. Yeah, that makes sense. Because even when it's not the, I, I mean, think of classic Psycho, the ee, ee, 
But Good point. if you talk about just the very low tones that you may not even necessarily realize are there in the background, but it's kind of giving you that almost that heartbeat moving the movie along. Exactly. And <laughs> the ending of that mo- of this movie, mm-hmm. it doesn't even have music. It's really? I'm trying to think of the end. I, I mean, we'll get there, I guess, but there's no music to it. No, I'll tell you what it comes to when we discuss the film. Okay. I guess There's we'll so talk about when talk we get there. Um, okay, so that's pretty much for the budget, right? Just right. they made a crap ton of money. Yes. And the cool thing about the budget, which, do you want to get into it right now? Or do you want me to save it for... If you want to go ahead and talk about it now, we can. I know some things, but I don't know if we're going to save it for trivia, but go ahead and hit me. John up. Carpenter's brilliance is on such another level. He put more money into the camera mm-hmm. and the sound than he did anything else for the movie. The visualization, which he had Dean Cundy. Mm-hmm. Dean Cundy's a, a genius. You're talking about the guy that worked on Jurassic Park, Back yeah. to the Future. Yeah, but those came after the fact. So, I mean, this, right. But he got those like, jobs because of Halloween. Yeah. I mean, was this his debut then or just his breakout? I would say it's his breakout more than anything else okay. because I believe him, Nick Castle, and John Carpenter won an Academy Award mm-hmm. for a, a short film made for college. Oh, well, when you got it, you got it, I guess. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like this movie has, it, there was no way this movie could have been mediocre. It, it had too much talent linked to it. Yeah. Well, and that's if we, I don't know if you want to jump into the cast and do we already say the director at this point? John Carpenter. John, yeah, we've said it at that point. But the cast, I mean, and you have to think about it, think of the cast as 1978 because you have your lead role, Jamie right. Lee Curtis, but she wasn't. She's not the lead role. Uh, well, who would you consider? Michael Myers? No, Donald Pleasance. He was the Dr. star of the movie. Who? Dr. Dr. Loomis? Loomis. Okay. Well, you have you have Jamie Lee Curtis, but the she heroine. wasn't a household name like she is today. No. Um, was this her first movie? Because she was really young yes. in this. Wasn't she like 17 this or something? This is not her first acting role. It's her first film. Okay. Yeah, she was re- just a teenager when this came out. Right. And then um, Dr. Loomis, who... Right. Donald Pleasance. Mm-hmm. Pleasance. I don't know why I'm saying that weird. <laughs> I don't even know his name. He was famous for being a Bond villain. Okay. He'd been in a ton of movies up to this point. Hmm. Now I see. I've not seen any of the older James Bond movies, so I, right, I wouldn't have known that. Who is credited as playing Michael Myers? Uh, well, it's it, Nick Castle's who's credited. Okay. But it's not Michael Myers. It's the shape. He's not in really, the first movie. Yeah, I guess right. they do just call him the shape. Which is weird because he they know who he is. It's not like uh, a mystery when right. he's first but, introduced. Right, but they don't want to put any human element on him. And that that makes sense. Well, he doesn't act human, so... No, he does some superhuman things. Mm-hmm. For decades. <laughs> uh, who is there anyone else really notable in it? That's kind of your PJ main... PJ Souls. Who's that? From Rock, 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 Rock and Roll High School. But she got this movie because she was in Carrie. 
What, who did she play? Was it the... She was uh, one of the lead girls. The other babysitter? Uh, no, she's the one that goes topless. She says, totally. Oh, a million times. The blonde. Yeah. Right. Ugh, God, she annoyed me. <laughs> uh, I don't know if there's anybody else. Like, bigger name in the, in oh, the movie. I, well, not in the movie, but linked to the movie. Uh, I got to talk about Deborah Hill. Mm-hmm. She came up with the dialogue for all of the characters. Mm. She's brilliant. She doesn't get enough credit. Okay. I've talked about her in the past. Uh-huh. Uh, I think she deserves more love because I think John Carpenter wouldn't be what he is without her. I mean, are there any movies that... Has she always worked with him or is this the first movie they worked on together? I don't, I don't know if they worked together... This might be the first movie they co-wrote and all of that together. Okay. I was just wondering how successful his other stuff was before she came along then. Right. Um, I, I believe she... Because she worked on movies before this, but I don't know if this is the actual first one they worked on. Because mm-hmm. I think she might have been linked to Assault on Precinct 13. Okay. But don't quote me on that. Well, I've... Which is John Carpenter's first film. First okay. major film. And that's what I wondered if she's always been around with him. But if they did work on that movie together, it would make sense that he would choose to bring her up again as far as writing dialogue and things like that. Because it did, it worked. Obviously, I wasn't around in the 70s to confirm if that's really how teenagers talked. But it felt natural. So yeah. that, like, that's enough. Yeah, and that's how you. That's how I would think any young kids are talking to each other. You know, they're just talking about everyday things going on in their life. They're not adults. Mm-hmm. So they're just talking about kids' shit. Right. They do. I don't know. Like I said, I, I cannot confirm or deny if anything they were doing is what kids, teenagers. I'm keep saying kids. What teenagers were actually doing in the seventies? I'm gonna have to ask my mom and dad. They could tell me. <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, they could attest, I guess, for how that worked. But I think they would have a good take. Yeah. And Maybe I know. Your mom saw Grease 69 times. times in theaters. Yes. That's insane. That's or a crazy number. Call you out on that one. I, I, I don't I don't think there's any movie I would want to see that many times. Uh, Not, I don't know about in theaters, but there's definitely movies I've seen. Oh, over time. Times. But yeah, not in the couple of weeks that it's on the big screen. <laughs> right. And I'm sure there's people that saw Halloween like more than 20 times. You got to oh, think sure. there was no home release yet. Yeah. I don't think Betamax came out until like 82 or 83. Oh, wow. So that was the only time you could see it was in theaters. Right. Dang. Yeah. Oh, how the times change. Right. And this is at a time, too, where I don't think people were checking the aisles. So you bought a ticket. You could just stay in there. Mm-hmm. That's true. Your dad's told us about that. Yeah, my dad's done that multiple times. <laughs> he did that for Jaws. Buy one ticket and then just sit at the theater all day and yes. watch two our movies. In Bloomington, Indiana, he went and saw Jaws mm-hmm. while he was, uh, they had just finished a day at work. Mm-hmm. And he'd been waiting to see this movie. <laughs> and he just said he had the day off. So he sat in the movie theater, watched Jaws multiple times. Oh, my God. <laughs> loved it. He loves that movie. That's funny. He has um, a good take on horror movies, honestly. 
I love my dad's take when he talks about horror movies. I don't think I've ever talked heard him talk about horror movies. He's really big into of course the universal classics. Mm-hmm. But there were ones released in the 70s that he really loves. Like he's not big on the Hammer films. He thinks those were kind of like a decline. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't care about Vincent Price and all them. He cares about Bela Lugosi oh. and people like that. Okay. It's but, not a bad trade, I guess. Right. But he loved Jaws. He loved The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. Just all these good movies. And he loves Halloween. He thinks Halloween's a great movie. Psycho. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, sorry. I love the Midwest. I'm just, I know you guys heard that. That was probably a truck is my guess. It's awful. And I have to sneeze. What a mess. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, anything else on the cast or director or anything? Or do we want to go ahead and jump into the movie? We can jump into the movie. There's more things I could talk about. This kind of, This could be a two to three part freaking episode honestly it could i mean gosh we have to cut ourselves short on a lot of these episodes i know especially with this one because this one has everything to like about a true horror film well let's talk about it and see if we agree on that okay i see the i you look nervous like i'm going to disagree with you at some point no no i'm excited (laughs) i want to hear your take okay and i'm so bad it doesn't matter how many times i've seen a movie i've seen this one several times but i'm really bad about the order of movies unless i'm like just fresh saw it which i did turn it on the other night but i also was cooking dinner and taking care of a baby and (laughs) not watching the movie and i think i fell asleep at one point so i was not doing great but truthfully everybody's like that no Mm -hmm. one it's hard when you haven't watched a movie for a couple months even, just jumping back into a movie. Like, I can't remember what movie we were talking about, but I even forgot the order in which it started. Yeah. Not um, this one, though. I just, I did, I wanted to check just to make sure because I really screwed up with Monster Squad because <laughs> I missed the whole premise of the movie. But this one, I didn't forget because in the first three minutes. You did Ghostbusters, too. Oh, okay. All right. Well, not this one, because why? In the first three minutes, you see boobies. (laughs) And that's any, that's the best reason to turn on a movie. (laughs) No, and I wanted to look this up because it does open up in Haddonfield Mm -hmm. in 70 or 63. And it's from a first person point of view, which I, it got me thinking, what was the first movie to showcase the first person point of view like you're actually seeing it through young michael's eyes where he's looking at the house and looking through um the uh the window and he's staring at his sister he puts on the mask all of it is from his eyes and from his like eye level and i did look it up so if you want to guess do you know psycho it was not i don't is there first person point of view camera in that yeah you get the first person point of view when he's looking through the uh picture frames Okay. Well, I yeah, that's true. There, no, it was. I haven't actually seen this one, so I don't know if you'll know it. It came out in the nineteen forties. Oh, <laughs> is it just a regular movie, or is it? It's a horror movie, I believe. Nineteen forty-nine. No, I said the forties. I think it was forty-three. I may still so have it up here in my is it search like, history. Was, is it the Invisible Man? Oh, I'm sorry, nineteen forty-seven. No, it is not the Invisible Man. The Fly. No. 
man, this is going to be hard. The f- <laughs> I don't want to guess any of the big ones because they came out in like the 20s and 30s. So like I can't guess Frankenstein or Dracula. So maybe the Gill Man. Creature it's from the none Black of Lagoon? it's none of your classic um, horror movie monsters. Oh my gosh! So it's not like the Family of the Opera or nothing. No, it is the Lady in the Lake. Really? Yep. It is known for being the first one to showcase the first person perspective. That's awesome. Too bad they didn't have Panaglide back then, because that's what this movie got ripped off for. Oh. That whole scene is one take. Is it really? Well. And it's got a brilliant cut in it to where you can't even tell when it switches. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, uh, when it switches from what? Because I was about to... So you get the perspective of Michael going through the house and then Michael putting on that mask. There's a cut there. Can you tell where it's at? I guess not. John Carpenter still hasn't said what part of the movie it happens in. Hmm. Oh, so you don't know? Nope. Oh, well, then why, why are you going to ask <laughs> me to make wanted, me look I like a fool? I just want to get you. Because you, you had guys that were really good at film back then. D. Wallace was a brilliant guy. Yeah. Well, uh, there was one movie. I don't think it was you. It was maybe with Kelsey, my sister, that I saw... It was this crazy take where you're watching this girl run into oh, a I'm house. Sorry, Tommy Wallace. Tommy Wallace. Oh. <laughs> he, Who is, who's that? He's very good friends with John Carpenter. He uh, worked a ton on this movie. Oh. I think he even helped. Oh, he did all the editing. Okay. Um, anyway, there, I don't know what movie it was. I really need to look it up, but I saw a clip of it where it's this girl running into a house in slow motion and the camera's following her. Like she's running towards the camera and they're like right. running backwards. So she's following them and they, she runs up the stairs, turns, goes down the hallway and is running towards the bathroom and she reaches out like she's reaching towards the camera, but then she opens up the medicine cabinet and all of a sudden it's the camera angle has switched like now i oh. don't it's really hard to explain but it was such a weird shot i don't know how they pulled it off i didn't see any cuts um but you went from being seeing her like you're looking at her to now you're looking through her eyes and it was her opening the medicine cabinet super weird that's cool hard though. to explain i'll have to show you Back to Halloween, though. My bad. It's okay. So, so you get this brilliant, that first person point of view, Panavision, and you see shot. him put on that mask. And do they ever? Not in this movie. I don't think they ever explain why he did what he did. No. In this one, we're just going to focus on this movie, just because we know there's several that came after. Unlike the um, the modern take for horror, I don't like all the god who almost almost did it. I don't like all the damn backstory. Uh-huh. I Sometimes I appreciate you it. You just got to have a story that works. This works. For the most part. I mean, you we just assume he's a, and all that. a disturbed child. I don't know. He goes upstairs and he stabs his sister to death while she's sitting naked in front of a mirror brushing her hair, which, like, shouldn't have to be naked, but boobs, so. Right. <laughs> She was. No one's complaining. So you get full frontal. Well, not full frontal, but you get frontal there in the first not even five minutes of the movie. Right. And then 
Fast forward a little bit. What I didn't understand was his parents' reaction either. I do want to say that before we get further ahead but he goes outside and his parents are there and they rip the mask off him and now we're at a first person point of view they're staring at the family and they're just looking at him like what did you do now like that seemed like a really weird reaction when their son is holding a bloody knife i don't think that's not the reaction i get from that at all their facial expression expression just looks annoyed to me no to me it's like they were startled because he's holding a knife they don't know that he killed his sister yet she's upstairs yeah, I don't know. And maybe I need to look at both parents' face, but I feel like it was the dad, maybe the dad who just looked annoyed, like, what did you do now? Mm, <laughs> so I maybe. was like, oh, that's probably just an inkling of how they treat him, if that's the case. But yeah, I don't know. You just get a really um, deranged boy and kills his sister. <laughs> and now we jump forward to 1978 in S- not Smith Grove. Yes, no. Smith Grove. Uh, it is Smith Grove. We start there because they're at the sanitarium. Yes. And that's when you meet Dr. Loomis. Yes. Now, see, I don't know how you can call him the main character when Lori has the most screen time. Who got paid more? That doesn't mean any. That doesn't mean anything. He was the draw for the movie. Okay, as far as names go, yes, but right. I still don't know if I would. That doesn't necessarily determine a main character. And truthfully, to me. he stuck around too. He did multiple sequels. Yeah. But Jamie Lee Curtis would come back in like weird sequels. What H two O? Resurrection. Uh huh. Halloween, Halloween ends, and Halloween kills. I really hate that they even called that movie Halloween. Why couldn't? Oh, the uh... the twenty eighteen movie. I hate that. That's thing now well because the newer one that truly doesn't make sense because the trilogy that just came out is supposed to be a continuation of the first movie like we're just yes. pretending everything in between didn't it's happen supposed to be the sequel so if that's the case it's halloween halloween right halloween I mean, kills halloween, halloween ends. ends that doesn't they should have called it something else that's what i keep saying like we're, we keep jumping off track, but... I know. With this, you have Halloween. To me, it is Halloween. Halloween 2. Halloween 4. Halloween 5. Halloween 6. Three is Season of the Witch, isn't it? Right. Okay. It has nothing to do with Michael Myers. It's just no. a really freaking good movie. It's good, but I wish they wouldn't have they used never the Halloween it. name. No. If it had been Season of the Witch, it had been fine. I think it would have done well. All that had John Carpenter's name linked to it. Mm-hmm. It would have been fine. Yeah. I think it's silly. Kind of like with Amityville, how they would just throw Amityville on literally anything to get that money draw. Yes, and they exactly. still didn't get it. They would have been better off marketing it as its own movie, you know? Right. So, But now you have a timeline also that goes from Halloween to H2O to Resurrection. Mm-hmm. And now we have this brand new one that's Halloween, Halloween, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. And that's not even counting the Rob Zombie movies. Halloween and Halloween 2. I don't like Rob Zombie. <laughs> I don't either. I'm not a big fan of his movies at all. Yeah. And I really don't like his either one of his Halloween movies. I think they are just trash. I don't like the white trash element he gave them. Yeah, I think... I don't like all the dialogue. Like, I remember the first one, um, parts of it, just because it did stick with me because he made them so trashy. Ugh, That's what I just, he does in all of his movies. It was unsettling the way he, he did it. Yeah. But... 
Sorry. Don't <laughs> don't like Rob Zombie, guys. No. I think he I think he's a great horror fan. That doesn't mean mean he's a great horror director. Mm-hmm. Man, if you want us to cover movie, because I mean, we keep giving high marks to all the movies we cover. Of course, we're going to pick stuff we like, but if you want us to tear something up, we'll do it. I'm ready. I'm ready <laughs> to put that on Patreon. I. <laughs> oh man, we'll I'll probably upset a few people, but yeah, drag you there. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, God, wow, we keep getting off topic. We're at the. Smith Grove Sanatorium. Sanatorium, yes. And Dr. Loomis, that's where we went. Okay, so Dr. Loomis is talking about Michael because the woman who's driving him there, she's like, is he really that bad? Is this really necessary? (laughs) And he's like, (laughs) ma'am. You uh, have no idea. Yeah, and tells the very unsettling story about Michael Myers and what he's done and what he's probably capable of because I think he says he doesn't even have a soul or something or he's right he's there's nothing there mm-hmm. he's he he's shapeless now what is creepy to me is they show up and she's like is it normal for all the patients to just be wandering the grounds I'm like girl you know that ain't normal <laughs> are you talking you mean about? Dr. Loomis is like oh shit I know, but she's just like, oh, this must be normal. No, you know it's Dr. not. Dr. Loomis knew what was up. He was out of that car just too sweet, and he was just scooting. He left in that her. that trench coat. <laughs> he left her behind. Well, he's got to make sure Michael doesn't get out, but little do they know. He did. He hits him with that leap onto the car, and it makes that really fun noise. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was a bad impression, but. I, I, do, I remember when I saw that and you see him crawl on top of the car, I said, that's an absolute no for me. Just run, get and out of the car. That is run. scary. When I was a little kid, that scared me when he, his hand just comes down and, oh, and beats that window. Mashes it. Yeah. That was scary. Uh, that she was, she should have just took off as soon as he climbed up the car. I would have been out of that car so fast. She did. She got right out. <laughs> she didn't at first. He grabbed her by the hair and was going to pull her out of the car. Yeah. And then she gets out and he takes off. And, and he is headed to Haddonfield. We're going back. Now we are going to get to meet Lori and her gang of friends. Lori Strode. And I don't remember her friend's name, the other babysitter. Uh, there is. Shoot. I know I can PJ see. PJ Soul's name in it. I think it's. I know her face. I don't remember that. But it's not the blonde, it's the other brunette. Oh, and- Annie and. Um, and I'm thinking Annie and Linda. Linda is PJ Souls. Oh, okay. But she wasn't babysitting. She was just one of the friends. Yeah. You have Annie and Lori who have both agreed to babysit the neighborhood kids and they're going to be right. across the street from each other on Halloween Tommy. night, which is like, man, y'all must be getting paid good money because I wouldn't want to miss a Halloween night, especially as a, a teenager. You're talking they're 16, 17, 18 years old. No, she kind of just got roped into it. Lori did, or? Yeah, she's the good girl. I guess. She can't say no. Yeah, I don't know about Annie. She seemed nice, too, but she was also a little promiscuous, if you will. <laughs> Linda is very promiscuous, yeah. Not Linda, Annie. Oh, Annie. Annie's, she's a little on there. You just don't, you don't know with Annie. She was flirting with her boyfriend on the phone, but she's like, no, I can't. I can't come get you. Um. <laughs> But she does anyway, because of course she does. Peer pressure. Right. Um, They were smoking pot in the car. 
They were. Have to relax, unwind before watching these kids. <laughs> it's a blue oyster cult. Oh, God. I hear that now, and I just think of all the people who are spray painting that symbol around our town, which is so I know, and so I don't even stupid. think they know that's the Blue Oyster Cult symbol. <laughs> I don't know. I had to point that out to you, and I was like, I was like, man, people really love Blue Oyster Cult around this place. I guess people are tagging and uh, vandalizing things around our town, and that's like one thing they want to, they keep spray painting is this symbol, and Whatever. They're just dancing in the runes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, anyway, they are listening to Blue Easter Cold, I guess. They were. Are. And it's kind of, we're, we're getting a slow build here. Like, you get this in your face, immediately someone's murdered, and then you see all these patients wandering around in the dark at a sanatorium, and then you just go to, like, Mayberry like this really nice neighborhood and all these kids and I don't know it's almost the lack of the the scary element to me is just as taunting yeah it has this build because you're like why isn't it scary anymore when is it going to get scary well it's just it's building it's building characters so that you care about them and it's building to something I know but it's also building tension to me because you're like Oh, you know, it was just bam, 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 all this scary stuff, and then it's quiet you, for a little you bit. You get this, you get all this, all this character work. You get to meet little Tommy. Mm-hmm. I think you even get to meet Lindsay, who are both going to be babysat. You get mm-hmm. to meet Sheriff Brackett, who gives you the inclination, you know, someone robbed the damn hardware store. Yeah, like that's the worst thing going on in their town right now. Took took a mask and a knife. Yeah. Doesn't ask why his. Daughter's car smells like pot. No. Um, but I don't know. That to me builds tension. Even when Michael isn't on the screen, which he's not on the screen that much. We'll probably cover that later in the trivia. You may ha- touch on that. I'm not sure. Right. You have Lori, who's very self-aware. Mm-hmm. The other girls are just in the moment, just partying. So you come to the part with the hedge maze or just the hedge. Why am I saying maze? I'm thinking of the show oh, on the sidewalk. Yeah. He just pops out. She sees him, but nobody else does. Yeah. And, and then, then the one that's loud, Annie goes mm-hmm. and checks for him. He's not there. So you, in this moment, you get the story of what these people are going to be doing later in the movie. So and you at, get an inclination of what Michael is at this point. We don't know. He didn't really have, besides going back to his childhood home, I guess we, are we how am I trying to word this because I want to act like we don't know the movies that come after this where they try to give us a storyline mm-hmm. um so at this point we're just assuming she's in a wrong place at a wrong time sort of situation or is she babysitting in his childhood home is that what it is I don't believe she's babysitting in the childhood home at okay. all okay I, I didn't I know think if she was anyone across the street from it Okay, one of them is, right? One of them's in the childhood home? Okay. Uh, Annie and Linda were supposed to be babysitting in it. Yeah, because at this point, Michael doesn't know that that's what she's doing. So he just happens to pick her and then realizes she's also going to be near his childhood home. And I don't know, it all just seems very coincidental. Dr. Loomis comes by the car that was stolen. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Finds also a tow truck that's been... Uh, 
ran through. Uh-huh. The guy's dead just in his underwear. So obviously Michael got took his clothes. Oh, got the jumpsuit. And that yeah. Stupid rabbit in red random like matchbook, which they made into the whole Rob Zombie movie. <laughs> they never touch on that again in this, do they? No. What was the point of showing it then? I don't, I don't know. know. That's just dumb. something. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you get a lot of good stuff. Um, Dr. Loomis knows he's going home. He tries to warn people. People just think he's nuts. Mm-hmm. Maybe a drunk. Oh, who, what Michael is, or? Yeah. He tries to tell people, death's coming to your little town. He even goes to the graveyard, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I want to talk about that later. (laughs) The stone's just gone. Yeah, Judith Meyer's headstone is gone, which we'll come back to here shortly. (laughs) But it's... At this point, you're just getting Michael stalking Lori. Like, I don't know why he picked her out, but then it just so happens she's at the house and or near the house. And Yeah, I think the point is we're not supposed to know. We don't need to know. Mm-hmm. Michael's just a force of nature, and she's just like this. I think it's because she's the one that was self-aware. That's well, what drew him to her. If you follow the rules of horror movies, she's the innocent one. So right. he's, it's weird that she, it breaks the rules cause he should be going after the people having sex, but she did smoke pot. So she shouldn't have done that. Also, Michael, it's not just the, the hedge where he sees her. He's in a classic scene. He's watching her from the school. The, oh yeah. Which later, I guess you could say got used in other movies. Oh yeah. That's been uh, used. While she's looking, uh, the laundry, the, the clothesline. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah. When it, the sheet blows back and when it reveals it again, he's gone, of course. Yeah. And then he drives by her, just, you know, just kind of side looking out the window <laughs> and they're like, Hey, jerk speed kills. Oh, and he slams on the brakes. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know why he didn't like take her out right then. I don't know. He's just planning and plotting. I think he was just his strongest that night. Maybe like uh, I think it's his killing was calculated to a degree. Otherwise, he would have just gone on a rampage right then. But he right. he he's very particular about his killing. <laughs> otherwise, he wouldn't have gotten away with it as long as he did. Yes, and I don't think killing in the daytime was his mo. I think he was it was more suited to him to get away with stuff at night. Yeah. Just uh, The witching hour, if you will. It also could have been, I mean, this is on a psychological level, but just being shrouded in darkness and I don't know. There's a whole psychology behind that, but (laughs) we're not going to get into that. Um, But then it's nightfall and it's time Mm -hmm. for it's time for trick or treating, which I guess. How did they, they didn't get like any trick or treaters and they had candy. I know they said they had candy. They did. And, but they Both never, houses did. never once get a trick or treater. So where are all these kids? Why aren't they on the street? Well, Tommy and Lindsay, after they got done trick or treating, were pretty much just watching movies at the, at the house. So I guess then we're supposed to just think that trick or treating's over at this point. Like all the kids have already come and gone. Yeah, because you got to think in the 70s, back then there would have been a curfew, a really strict curfew. 
Well, and it is set in Illinois, so we know how in the Midwest it's dark by like before seven o'clock. As soon as those lights go down. Yeah. So the kids could have been. The lights come on, I take that back. It only could have been like eight or nine o'clock and all the kids could be done trick-or-treating. That would make sense. Yeah, because we had a, I had a curfew when I was little. Yeah. Halloween stopped at, I believe, eight o'clock, maybe nine o'clock. Something like that, because it's like long been dark at that point. And then my mom would say, always tell me, even this has nothing to do with Halloween, but <laughs> the streetlights come on, your ass better be home. Oh. Mm. <laughs> we yes. knew too. Man, you're just peddling your heart out. You can feel the beads of sweat rolling down your cheeks. Praying. <laughs> just, please, 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 please. <laughs> oh my God. That's funny. I don't think, I didn't really have that. I mean, I guess I did. You know, I had to be in by a certain time, but. Right. My parents, I don't know if they were that strict on me about getting home. But I also um, didn't have a life. No, I did have friends. I <laughs> Yeah. I, I went was to a, a lot kid. of buddies' houses. We just played video games, watched movies, played sports, hung out. Mm-hmm. Just all kinds of stuff. Just, you know, stuff you do growing up. Well, what we used to do growing up. I don't know if kids, that sounds so weird and I hate that I'm that person now where I'm like back in my day, but I've back in my day, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I need to just grow to accept that I am that person now because God, I mean, yeah, of course I played video games. I love the PlayStation and right, Sega and all that. And I liked movies because <laughs> I talk about movies all the time and yeah, here like we are. But, Super Nintendo, ain't no console going to ever match that. None. Yeah, but you better believe I also rode my bike all the time. I Same. played football and baseball in the backfield. Well, field. It was an empty lot because I, <laughs> I lived in the city. Um, yeah, I was always outside, always doing stupid stuff. Exactly. I remember riding trails, mm-hmm. uh, riding hills. Uh, my elementary school wasn't that far from my house. It was, I think, three blocks, but you feel like you're just biking forever to get to it. <laughs> Yeah. Then we had like the baseball diamond. We had the community center to play basketball. Mm-hmm. We had all kinds of stuff around me growing up. Yeah. You just had, there was just, I, I don't want to say there was more to do. Mm-hmm. It's just kids interacted more with each other. Yeah. I just think now it's technology, of course. Like kids have more to do now than ever, but it's all on phones or on the internet or whatever the case is and my god i sound Streaming. like i'm 90 years old and i right. i just want to die right now cookie crumbs on their stomach oh. i made that joke already oh yeah oh okay so we'll go back to the kids they're inside now <laughs> they're done trick-or-treating they're so. watching the thing from another planet it, so that's a real movie that was on or a real show that was on tv yeah okay. it was a, it was a real movie i mean it's john carpenter's favorite movie I didn't know if it was just made up for the show, just something no. that they threw on. But um, that's back when things were really fun too. Like you had fun hosts for TV. Mm-hmm. So that really, I, I I don't know. I missed that. Mm-hmm. Well, you get Annie, who's babysitting the girl. Mm-hmm. Spills butter on her pants or something has she to wash, all over yeah has to wash her outfit and she asks if Lori can watch both the kids so she can go meet her boyfriend because she caved right um 
So now you have Lori alone with the two kids. Yeah, she just sends Lindsay right over. Lindsay just walks over in the dark. Right, because you never, you would never imagine what's about to happen, what happened to you. No. But what what is her first inkling that something is wrong? I can't remember. Annie gets in the car to leave, Mm -hmm. and it's a really nice night, but the windows are all fogged up. Mm -hmm. So then she gets shaped up. Yeah, he pops out from the back seat and strangles, strangles her. her. Yeah. Oh, and it's Lori when she tries to call to see if Annie made it there, and they said she never did. That's her first, right. her first clue that something's not right. And Linda had already set up to go to Annie's. Mm-hmm. Back to, to the work. house that's currently empty. Yes, because they had an agreement they were going to do stuff and meet up, and there no parents there, mm-hmm. and they just sent uh, the little girl. Over, yeah. To Lori. Yeah. So make Lori watch all the kids and be boring. Right. But, so then you get Linda and her boyfriend show up, and Annie's (laughs) not there, but they're like, we're going to go inside anyway, and then immediately have sex in somebody's bed. I don't even know. And the phone keeps blowing up. Yeah, so they take that thing off the hook. Look, they were so, she was annoying. That girl was annoying to me. (laughs) Yeah, you had Linda and I. What was her boyfriend's name? Was it Bob? I don't remember. I think, yeah, I think it was Bob Sims. Um, yeah, but they have sex. Of course they do. You get more boobies. Yay. Mm-hmm. She wanted a beer. And she wanted a beer. a beer. She did a bad job lighting those cigarettes. I will say she lit a cigarette for both <laughs> of them. And I'm like, I can tell you were just sucking on an unlit cigarette. Because she's like, <sighs> and nothing comes out of her mouth. What a dumb dumb. She might not have smoked. Uh she, she was, did for a second, but it's like she lit it so poorly that it went out. <laughs> they're teenagers. Well, I take I, I gotta not think that way because she could have been smoking from the time she was eleven. Yeah, possibly. So, let, let me not give her that much credit. <laughs> she is the prototypical bad girl. Yeah, well, sex can't drugs. do her homework. Well, not drugs. She can they be a jerk. Cigarettes. I think they were going to smoke sex. pot, though, because that was yeah. part of the reason they were coming over, I believe. Yeah, they're just going to have like a little party. I would. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she sends him down to get drinks, to get a beer, and Michael shows up. Dum-dum. And Michael picked that dude up with one hand. Yeah. Just grabbed him by his throat and then picked him up to the ceiling mm-hmm. and then stuck him to the door. Yeah. He stuck the knife right through him and just... <laughs> he just... Hung him like he was a piece of art. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, picture frame. And then he had to make it straight, so he tilted his head. <laughs> he did. I told him, meticulous, man. Michael's, he, Michael knows his, his role. And then, even on top of that, this is like the only time I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, because I, my God, I'm having a hard enough time remembering all the events in this movie that I don't remember all the others. But I want to say this is the only time that he... This is a weird word to use, but plays with the victim where he has the sheet over his head and the glasses. He doesn't really do anything like that going forward, right? Where he's like, no, he's when she's like, come back to bed. It's not funny anymore. Quit standing there. And he's, he's just, just standing just disguised. He's never really done that before. No, or had done that since then. Right. He has not that. I, oh, has he? OK, that's why I can't really think of it, because usually in the newer movies, they depict him as just. Un like an 
unstoppable force walking forward with no shame, just stabbing people and not caring. <laughs> but this one, he actually, he's almost like taking pleasure and playing with them, standing there pretending to be her boyfriend. And then she's like, stop, it's not funny. It's just, I think it was just a disguise so she wouldn't start screaming. Yeah, that's, I, it's him taking pleasure out of it, watching her like slowly realize it's not him. And that's, he attacks her and kills her rip in the bed. <laughs> but we saw that coming. She shouldn't have had sex. She knew better. You got to know the rules. <laughs> and then tried, finally answers the damn phone. Oh, yeah. And the one time she answers the phone, it's a wrong time to answer it. The thing, oh my God. Okay, so Lori calls the house and she like picks up the phone and is trying to answer. And she's currently picks up being, the receiver, yeah. She's currently being killed. And I don't know, those weren't noises I would make if I were being killed. They almost sounded like moans and stuff because Lori well, thought they were like having sex. And she's like, oh, great, wow, and hangs up. Um, cause she, she was, was struggling. <laughs> I don't know what kind of noises you really They were like make. moaning noises. I almost started phone to do them. But neck, I don't know. That'd be awkward. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I wouldn't know unless I, I I wouldn't know unless I'm really trying to you know. <laughs> Here, let me try to kill throw you myself. So I can see. <laughs> um, I don't know. Lori thinks that she's just jacking with them or that they're having sex or something, and she hangs up. And then Michael's on the other end of the receiver, mm-hmm. and all she can hear is breathing. Yeah, Michael knows. And after he takes care of her, he heads over. To Lori's? Where does nope. he head next? That's not yet. Uh, Lori gets a strong mind to go check it out over there. Oh, okay, that's right, yeah. Um, the kids see Michael carrying the dead body. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, it's the boogeyman, it's the boogeyman. But then by that time, the shape is gone. When she looks out the window, there's nothing there, yeah. He's notorious for that. Mm-hmm. But she does go to check on it because with the phone call and everything, she's like, man, something's not right. So then she goes to investigate. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> you're going to have to help me. That's uh, oh. I obviously don't remember what how what order this works, but I know she goes over there to uh, she sees the she goes into the bedroom. Uh-huh. There's Annie laid out. That's right. Because the headstone yes that's why i wanted to talk about the big ass headstone like you're telling me he just ripped up a headstone at the cemetery walks across town with it and drops it on this bed he's not human i i mean he is kind of human but yeah it's his sister's headstone judith myers is at the head of the bed with the blonde chick i just forgot her name you just told me what it is was it was it linda or was it annie that was laid out over the bed Linda, the blonde. No, it may have been. I don't know which because then she, the closet door falls open. Yeah, and someone falls. And the other. I girl think it's is Linda that's stuffed in there. Yeah, the other girl is in there. Um, yeah, it's the blonde. So she backs up. Do you remember? Do you know? Remember this part? Uh, refresh me. So she backs up and then she's just leaning up against like a, like the, the yeah. hallway and where the door and uh, entrance is. Mm-hmm. And she's just trying to get her bearings. And then you see this really great silhouette of Michael's mask. Yeah, just appear in the darkness. And And that is frightening. She doesn't know he's there. Yeah. But that's when he reaches out and actually swipes at her with a knife and gets her arm. And she goes tumbling down the steps. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's when the movie picks up. Yeah. And we get the Halloween theme. It's pretty fast paced. After that, she takes off back to 
the house with the kids and is trying well she's trying to get anybody's attention to let yes. her in and which is scary like right could you and imagine it's being Halloween that situa- night so that they, situation yeah they think she's just jacking with them one family turns on the light looks out the window and then turns the light back off and she's <laughs> like i'm not joking um, i'm not falling for your pranks get that toilet paper out of my trees <laughs> Don't she, you soap my windows. But she does end up going back to the house with the kids in it and has to like throw a potted plant at the window so they'll come open the door because they know. won't answer. They know the boogeyman's out there. Yeah. Obviously, he's, he's coming there, her way. You see him walking. I, you see the knife. The kids don't because he just saunters down those stairs. He's like, okay, I'm coming. No, no, no. You see him walking from that house. No, I'm talking about the little the kid to let her in the house. Oh. He's just like, I'm coming. He was kind of sleepy, wasn't he? Yes. She finally gets in the house and she's like, you lock dumb kids, the lock the door, door <laughs> and go get help. Go to the neighbor's house and get help. Yeah. Um, and she takes Michael on one-on-one in this house, <sighs> which... It is epic, too. I don't know what it is about Lori that stops him from... I mean, he should have been able to just kill her like nobody else. Uh, it's just something about Lori. I don't know. She's your final girl in this movie. And this is where you get the classic... Uh, like big time villain set up. Mm-hmm. She stabs him. He falls limp dead and she thinks she's conquered the villain. Yeah. And then he sets up. Oh, the first time you see that it's the setup. Yeah. It just makes your heart pound. Yeah. You know, this is going to keep going. He's trapped her in the closet. She stabbed him in the eye. The closet is, I mean, I get shining vibes, but I know the shining came after the fact. Right. So it's like, it's so claustrophobic. Yeah, they use that same, just in the angle where it's right on the edge of the wall so you can see when he comes busting through and hits all those hangers. And yeah, that's a scary part when she has to run back out. I also love the part where she stabs him right in the neck mm-hmm. with the crocheting needle. Oh, yeah, I think it was a knitting needle. Knitting needle. But <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I don't know those. I apologize. I do. <laughs> I'm telling but you. I mean, she just stuck him right in his just Mrs. Jugular. Mm-hmm. Somehow, this dude escapes death a couple of times. Um, and then who comes to the rescue? Doctor Loomis. And see the order because it happens so fast. You're gonna have to help me remember. Does he just? <sighs> he gets into the house. Yeah, it's up. Is it up the stairs? Or? Yes. Okay. It's up on the top floor and dr loomis just hits him with six slugs mm-hmm. and he just falls out the window that's right falls out and onto the the lawn yeah he's just sprawled out on the lawn mm-hmm. uh he checks Lori, makes Make sure, sure she's, she's okay, okay and then they go to look out the window and he's, he's gone, gone. <laughs> again this is the part i was talking about okay we get the halloween theme mm-hmm. but then the music kind of stops and mm-hmm. then you just get breathing as it's panning through rooms outside. Uh-huh. It's just going all around. And not seeing Michael. You don't know Michael. where the shape is. Mm-hmm. And is that the end? Is that That's how... the end of the movie. Okay. Lori's just crying because she, she knows something's up, but Dr. Loomis knows something is bad going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I realize I made a comment a minute ago, and it's not a spoiler for anything coming after her. I just, I said she's our final girl for now. It's because I'm only focusing on this movie, guys. I'm not like suggesting anything about the new one. So if you caught that, ignore it. That has just, 
I will not give you spoilers for the new Halloween. I'm smarter than that. <laughs> no, I won't give anything away. I'll give my take, but people will have to listen to it. Yeah, I'm not going to say anything about it except just... Do it for yourself. We'll, we'll get there. Uh, we will. You'll hear it eventually on Patreon. <laughs> you will. Yeah, that's going to wrap up the actual Halloween movie. So I think... I'm actually ready for this trivia. Yeah, if you want to... Really Give us some trivia. So the three hundred thousand dollars was to just guarantee the movie. Mm-hmm. The twenty five thousand was to guarantee they got Donald Pleasance. Okay. Which they got only got Donald Pleasance because Vincent Price turned the movie down, and he said later in life that was his biggest regret. Out of any movie he's ever turned down, he regrets turning down Halloween. Vincent Price was supposed to play that part. He was asked to do it, and then um. Oh my gosh, I can't remember his name. Uh, he would later go on go from horror to being resurrected with Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I, oh my gosh. He was in all the Hammer films too. I have no idea. But, but uh, he also turned Halloween down. I couldn't picture Vincent Price doing this. I mean, I know he's a horror guy. Like, That's what John Carpenter wanted originally. And I think he's synonymous with... Horror. I do think of Vincent Price and horror right. movies, but I'm not this one. And I know a lot of people give uh, Mustafa Akkad the mm-hmm. Godfather title for Halloween, mm-hmm. but all he was was the backer. If anything, I think he's hurt Halloween more mm-hmm. than he ever helped it. The guy I think is the Godfather for Halloween is Erwin Yablons. He's the guy that helped get John Carpenter the job, helped mm-hmm. push the, the script, helped rename the script, mm-hmm. and then was the guy that guaranteed Donald Pleasance for the movie. Yeah. Erwin Yablons hmm. gets no, no credit, and he deserves it. There's only so many names that people recognize, and that's just people will remember a director and they'll remember a cast, but beyond that, I mean, no one... Only true diehard fans of certain genres or certain movies are going to pull those names out, you know? And the thing is, I didn't have to look anything up. I Mm -hmm. have so much knowledge about this movie. You had uh, so many people play Michael Myers Mm -hmm. in this movie. And that's why I asked. John Carpenter, um, Tommy Wallace. Mm -hmm. um, And then there, I think, are two other people that played Michael in this movie. That's not counting the kid that they... Of course, you had... um, I brought him up earlier. He played Michael. Nick Castle, mm-hmm. who is best friends with John Carpenter. But you had the younger guy who uh, they wanted to hire because he looked angelic. Mm-hmm. That's what they wanted Michael to look like as an adult. Yeah. Well, that's why I asked in the beginning who was credited as yeah. Michael Myers slash The Shade because of and Nick that Castle. reason. Nick Castle doesn't get enough credit. Mm-hmm. He came up with the Michael walk. Yeah. He came up with the... The sla- he he came up with the very first slasher villain to me. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of people will credit that with Psycho and Black Christmas. Uh-huh. I'll always give the credit or even Texas Chainsaw. But I think it's Nick Castle. He came up with the head tilt, the walk. Yeah. The methodical stalk. Mm-hmm. And then just the, the blank stare look. Yeah. Yeah. Which... Uh, I mean, I guess you can keep hitting us with trivia. There are little things that I know that truly, if I know it, then it's probably well known <laughs> within <laughs> horror circles. But without having looked anything up myself, I do know a couple of facts. 
Because of this movie, John Carpenter wouldn't do the sequel. Okay. He thought that this was this is the whole story. This is all you need. Mm-hmm. Which, in a way, I do agree with, even though I love Halloween too. Yeah. So he just like an air of mystery because he didn't give you a background. He didn't give you a reason why he chose Lori, and then he didn't want to give you uh, a follow-up to what happened. He no, just wanted to leave it all open-ended. Just a force of nature. Mm-hmm. Michael is a force of nature. That's all you need to know. Yeah. I mean, even with the numbers, like how well it did, I can't believe he said no to doing the sequel. Well, he didn't... You got to think... So many directors have been typecast into doing one certain type of movie. Mm-hmm. John Carpenter want, didn't want to be just a horror guy. Mm-hmm. He had done Assault in Precinct 13, which is a technically, in my eyes, and I think a lot of other people's eyes, is a Western. It's just a modern day Western movie, which is, I believe, what he got into Hollywood to do. He just huh. wanted to make cowboy movies, and he still hasn't made one yet. <laughs> That's like weird. his closest one, I think, is that Vampires movie, which is still a horror movie. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, there's so many cool things about this movie. Uh, Well, I will say the one thing I know is that I know what Michael's mask was uh, eventually modeled after <laughs> is William Shatner's face. Yes. Uh, Which, how did they get to have to do with, um, oh God, here we go, something from Star Trek? Yes, or, it was the Captain Kirk mask. Okay. Mask. Yeah, they saw it. I don't know who saw it, but they they end up using the William Shatner also Tommy Wallace. Okay, and that's what made the mask. They bought that mask for a dollar. <laughs> they really did pick that up in a store, and yeah, it's either going to be that or a clown mask. I'm so glad it wasn't a clown mask. So am I. I think the work they did to it, just making it white, removing the sideburns, and then mm-hmm. just messing the hair up. I yeah. think that made it more menacing. Like it, it, it is shapeless. Yeah, yeah. I think they also made the eyes bigger. Probably. just That's probably for the actor's sake, just so they could right. see a little bit better. But that, and you told me this, but I know I've read it somewhere else, that I remember commenting on Lori's outfit in the end when she's like trying to oh. get into people's house. I was like, those pants are tight. But <laughs> I yeah. said her outfit was really cool. And it's because they got the whole outfit. This is why the movie didn't cost so much. They got um, the whole thing at JCPenney. Yeah, her outfit was from JCPenney. She probably spent 20 bucks on the whole outfit is my guess. If that, in the if 70s, that, and, maybe yeah, like 11 bucks. I say in the 70s, n- not even that. So... I, did they just tell her to go in and buy something, or did they really have a wardrobe person that's like, here and go? <laughs> no, uh, she went and picked up the clothes and all that. They, mm-hmm. She put the whole outfit together. You, yeah. You also have to think this movie's set in Illinois, but they had to shoot the whole thing in California. Uh, yeah. So you see palm trees in this movie. Right. They had to ship leaves in. That's And then the cast and crew all had to gather them things up. We've heard, though, uh, we have friends who live in an area where they would shoot a lot of movies right and they talk about how they would bring in fake snow and, and we saw it yeah and then what they wouldn't clean all of it up and it would no. tick off all the and establishments was, yeah and it caused problems with their drains and all that yeah yeah oh so that's not uncommon having to ship in fake foliage and fake whatever it's just it's it's so unique thinking about the things that you'll do to make a scene work. Mm-hmm. Like even John Carpenter 
wasn't paying attention during one scene. You see it, him smoke. You see his smoke come up from his cigarette during one scene. It's in the in the hedge scene. Oh, I guess I'll have to pay more attention. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, any other? See, I don't have any much more fun facts. You had a uh, so Linda PJ mm-hmm. Souls was married to Dennis Quaid at the time. He okay. was originally going to play Bob in this movie, but they couldn't make room in his schedule for it. Okay. I don't know who Bob is. What, he was the boyfriend or whatever? Yes. Okay. I don't think his name's Bob. They could only guarantee um, Donald Pleasance for two weeks, Uh huh. which was a real big deal. I'm going to have to look up what it is. I know it's not Bob, and it's going to make me mad. I think but it is ahead. Bob. Are you sure? <laughs> I don't, the boyfriend? Yeah, I'm positive it's Bob. Bob um, Sims. Really? Okay. I just don't remember her saying Bob. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But, um, so, what was I? I was just talking about Dennis Quaid, right? Yes, that, that was, he was going to play that part. Yes, and then I said that they could only guarantee Donald Pleasance for two weeks. For two weeks. weeks. Mm-hmm. There was problems that came up when the movie got bought for television, too. They had to reshoot two whole scenes. So the movie wasn't even long enough for TV. Really? Because back then, I believe your mom even said this. Maybe your, no, maybe your dad. Mm -hmm. Because the movie's just, it's over 90 minutes, which is perfect for a movie, but not perfect for a TV movie. Why did it have to be long like that? Do they do it in parts? Like a well, yeah, because then you didn't get like you have now, where it's the whole dang movie mm-hmm. on TV. It was broken up, so they had to shoot additional scenes with Lori, who had already cut her hair. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I guess she had problems getting. Well, Jamie Lee Curtis had problems getting back into that character because they were already working on the sequel. Oh. Mm-hmm. So they had to bring all these people back. And they had to shoot a new scene with Donald Pleasance. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, man. D- Jamie Lee Curtis was so freaking young in this movie. I just she I, really is. I kept seeing her like, and I and I don't know if it's because we just watched the new Halloween, but seeing her at the beginning versus the end is so crazy. How much. Young, I mean, I realize how long ago the movie was, guys. I'm not, I'm not dumb, but. Um, and this movie all led to all them doing bigger, bigger things. Uh huh. And I don't think it. Surprisingly, I don't think it typecast Jamie Lee Curtis. It she did. was able to do. It did. I I was okay with seeing her in other movies. She was in horror movies. She didn't want to be just in horror movies. She didn't get any work until the sequel. Well, actually, I take that back until the fog. Another John Carpenter film. She, well, okay. She did a lot of horror movies, but they were also, before I was born or when I was very, very young and didn't watch it. So when I got older, I saw her in other movies besides horror movies. And so maybe that's why to me, she doesn't seem typecast. Like it it didn't feel weird for me to see her in Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan or Christmas with the Cranks, which you really really like like that movie. movie. Um, I, I think she's versatile. I do too. I, I wasn't saying that. Mm-hmm. I don't. She didn't even have her breakout role until Trading Places. And she had to go topless in that. 
You wouldn't say Halloween was her breakout role. I wouldn't because she really got blackballed for a bit. She didn't get any work. How can you say that was a breakout role? She didn't get any work. I guess. I mean, I haven't looked at her whole body of work to see when her the big boom was, you know, for her. And then but. when she did get her, her chance, it had to come. It didn't even come from the fog. It came from Halloween, too. But that's only because other people wanted her for other horror movies like Prom Night mm-hmm. and Terror Train. And then she finally just had to put her foot down. Yeah. And then she puts her foot down and does trading places. Yeah. Well, and who is her mom? Isn't her mom was also a Janet Lee. And from Psycho. From Psycho, that's right. So I don't know if people just wanted that from That's why they hired from her. From Jamie Lee Curtis. They wanted She wasn't her the original be, pick. Really? For Halloween she wasn't? Nope. Who Deborah Hill's the one that chose her. They wanted the girl from like Lassie or Little House on the Prairie or something like that. Random. It was somebody you would never think. So they just want an innocent looking girl then is yes. what they wanted. Someone you know is pure of heart is how I would think why they picked her. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that makes sense. And um, this, So with the sequel, Tommy Wallace, because he did so much in the first movie, mm-hmm. John Carpenter's like, you should just direct a sequel. And then he's read the script and said, we th- I thought we weren't going to do a sequel. And he was kind of like brokenhearted and offended because of how well Halloween was. Uh-huh. He turned it down after he saw the script. He didn't even read it. Who turned it down? Uh, Tommy Wallace. Oh. So who ended up directing the second one? I'd have to look his name up. I just remember that because Tommy Lee Wallace wouldn't do that one, but he directed Halloween 3. Season of the Witch. That's That movie is so... Good. It's memorable. It's just out there <laughs> to me. It's because it's not a horror movie. It's a science fi- fiction film to me. Yeah, and I'm going to have to watch it again. It's been I a love that movie. I think it's been a couple of years since I've seen it. I I don't even know. A lot. I think it's, we saw it with our friends. Um, yeah. It, yeah, we... Uh, we own it, but I know we watched it with Josh because Josh had never seen it. That's right. Josh is a yeah. buddy of mine, a mm-hmm. really good buddy of mine, which we're getting ready to go to his wedding. Oh, that's right. I'm going to be his best man. That's mm-hmm. going to be cool. Yeah, that's... So by the time you hear this, it will have already happened. <laughs> that's fine. So then we can tell you about our trip maybe in the next episode or two. Right. Who knows? We'll have something to say, I'm sure. Uh, is that going to wrap it up then for... Yeah, trivia. I mean, I know there's a lot more, but there's more trivia. I think that that's for another episode, though, because mm-hmm. this movie even got a video game on Atari way back in the day. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, there's a lot more we can talk about with Halloween, of course, with all the sequels and everything. Oh, my gosh. It has so many retcons. We couldn't even not do it in this episode. We had to touch on the other ones and that. But you almost have to. Um Right, and I'm a humongous fan of Halloween, too. I really am looking forward to the day we do that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and I'm kind of sad because I realize this is our last... Well, I'm sad, but I'm also kind of excited because this is our last... Horror one. Horror it's, movie for a little while. And it's out, of, it's out of the Halloween season. Yeah, we're moving out of fall season, starting to work our way into like Thanksgiving and Christmas. So you're going to see a shift. 
after this episode, but I it's mean, welcome though. Still, it's the same same setup. Obviously, we're going to be talking about movies and breaking them down for you guys. But this and, is our last spooky one for right, a little bit. I think bit. people are going to really like the first one we picked to go right out the gate with, mm-hmm. outside of it being horror. I do like talking about horror movies. It's it's my favorite too. genre, but I'm also ready to talk about something else too. I thought you were getting ready to say you're ready to rumble. No, that's not going to be the next one. <laughs> I wish it was. <laughs> my butterfinger, baby. <laughs> um, all right. Well, then I guess we can just go into <laughs> to rating this then. So we'll go to rewind. Yep. That's rewatchability. Uh, that's, that's a, a five. five. <laughs> yeah. Um, the movie itself. Of yes, it, I say this a lot too. Mm-hmm. When you can show a movie to somebody else and see the enjoyment they have, uh-huh. it makes you feel good. I feel good showing it to younger people because if they've never seen it and they've never experienced horror, it's the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Oh, and we get to relive it all over again with Jordan when our child when and she's Cadence. older. And yeah, Cadence is already na- starting to, to get into this stuff. She's though. talked to me a lot about horror movies. <laughs> she knows. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it it's a solid five. It oh, I don't want to like okay, that's gonna bleed into legacy. But um, you have to watch it every Halloween season. Yes, you it's have to. it's just a a must watch every year. And even though it feels dated, watching it, it's still entertaining. Very. Oh, one quick quick thing too. The original title for this movie was never Halloween. There had never been a movie called Halloween, but no one knew that. No one would have thought that, right? Mm-hmm. The original title of it was The Babysitter Murders. Oh. Which I Halloween mean, works a lot better. Right. That's true, but it doesn't have a good ring ring to it. And it wouldn't have produced the sequels that it did. No. Or the merchandise. Uh, Yeah, because Halloween 3 would have never really existed because it... No. The Babysitter Murders, Season of the Witch. I don't... I, yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, and... It wouldn't have necessarily had to have been on Halloween. It could have been any time of the year, so it would have changed the whole... Dynamic. I feel like you wouldn't have gotten all the sequels that you did, if yeah. any. <laughs> so... But, but, yeah, I think we'll both agree on that. Rewatch mm-hmm. is 100% of five. I can watch this movie anytime. It doesn't even have to be the Halloween season. If it's cold out, I like it. Yeah. Yep. So then the next thing we're going to rate it on is its legacy, which is what I almost start to get into but uh with the rewatch but i'm going to give it a five i can't I give it also, anything less. i gotta give it a five it's getting its own video game it a new video game it had so many sequels and so many movies have taken notes and taken cues from it and reused stole it, from it or straight up Even stole scream. from it scream stole from it not necessarily stole from it, but used it as an outline. <laughs> you get, say you it for what it is. They stole from it. You see the clip of the closet scene. Actually, the whole scene where it picks up and it starts to get really fast. And um, you see that in Scream. And that's what he uses as his <laughs> example for the, the rules. MO. Yes, your rules for scary movies. Um, God, I who knows how many times it's been done over and you just see michael myers everywhere he's he is the face of the halloween season he really is 
He was the first, to me, I know people can say it's Leatherface. Mm-hmm. To me, he was the first lore, like, <laughs> first slasher icon. Yeah. I think he is the first. I would say so, yeah. I feel, I'm not going to try to dispute it at all. That's a, that's a five. Yes. Uh, so the last thing we're going to rate it on is the the look and soundtrack and um, just the overall Quite feel shot. of the movie. Five. Yeah, it is. The second, I feel like one of the first things kids learn to play on the dang piano is the Halloween theme next to chopsticks. <laughs> right. It's the modern chopsticks. Yeah. That's it, really what it is. Um. I don't know, just everything about it. And I like the dated look of it, but it was also, it also worked for modern day. It does. It, it stands out. That's the brilliance of Deborah Hill. She was capable of making dialogue that would match any type of year, Mm -hmm. any genre, any decade, any moment in time, I guess you could say. And the way John Carpenter shot it, they're just modern kids in any kind of era. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, technically, you could say that movie could be shot in the 50s. Yeah. Well, and we talked about just the different shots in the movies when you see his face come out of the darkness. Yes. And the closet scene and him standing behind the clothesline. All of those shots The blue lighting outside. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that is great. It is shot pretty dark, which sucks sometimes, but uh, I... Not enough to change my my number on it. Right. Another thing I just want to say really quick about this movie. Um, I know some people, like modern horror fans have called this movie dull and boring. But they got to think, they've seen everything that's come after it. Mm-hmm. Stolen from it. Recreated it and made it worse. So when you see it, it's you're just desensitized to the things that this movie did first. Mm-hmm. This really has nothing to do with the movie or whatever, but you saying that reminded me of hearing a, a rapper. I don't know who what his name was. And I like rap. I actually like I a lot too. of today's rap, and I don't mind it. But Not a lot of today's rap. But yes, I there's do. Some, there's some. There's a couple of people I really like that. I do like today's some, of course. I mean, I'm not going to like everybody, but one of them made a comment, and it's one of the mumble rappers, and how he said that Tupac, his music sucks, and it's boring because... Oh, yeah. Remember, he like said it's just bad music. I'm like, it's not bad. That's You wouldn't be where you are if Tupac didn't like pave the way for you. Are you kidding? Right. So I don't see that dude making California love. It's the same same thing with horror movies. People want to say that older horror movies are boring or they're not exciting or there's not enough blood or whatever, but it It's cuz they've been conditioned to jump scares. Yeah, you wouldn't have the movies you have today without them, so you have to give them credit somewhere. Right. As much as I like the Conjuring movies, I had this conversation with one of our friends. The movie worked because they hit a jump scare in there we didn't see coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, not only was it a good movie, but it j- literally made us jump. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what part. We'll have to talk about it later. But yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. But overall, this movie gets a solid five. Five across the board. Mm-hmm. Which it was going to have to. 
If we gave Scream a five across the board, this one had to get it. Yeah, it did. Uh, that's going to pretty much wrap up this episode then, I think. Yes, I, this was a really fun one to talk about. I had a great time on this one. Mm-hmm. And it wraps up our Halloween season and our spooky season. And I know. All good things have to come to an end, right? It's bittersweet to see it go. Yeah. Uh, and then next week. Dust in the wind. I honestly forgot what we're covering next week. I know it's written down. I'll have to look and see. I know. You do? Oh, well. How about you listen to a little clip of it? Get this. <laughs> get a, a teaser of next week's episode, and we'll see you guys next time. Hope you guys have a really good Halloween. Okay. Bye. Next week on the Retro Club. And still hears the siren, so he starts beating the TV. <laughs> and then it goes to Chunk with his pizza and milkshake. He's like, oh, and leans up against the glass. Squirts his milkshake all over in this bright pink milkshake. <laughs> yeah, shit. <laughs> I identify so hard with Chunk. I hate I it. I know. <laughs> Mixing and music by Kelsey Ingram. Cover art is by Megan Harris. Research is by John and Megan Harris. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Slasher at RetroClubPod. Or visit our website at RetroClubPod.com for episode information and more. You can listen to the Retro Club on Podbean, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, and more. Make sure to like, follow, and subscribe, or we'll find you.